You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, good evening. Malcolm Blight and David Wilde. If you're moving house, use a team that's easy and affordable. We're talking budget car and truck rental, 132727. 27. Get on the road fast. That number again, 132727. 27. So welcome the great man, Malcolm Blight. It's been camp, camp, camp again. Oh, wow. Uh, the chairman of Adelaide Footy Club's come out with a really, I thought, really decent apology, even though he wasn't there at the time. And this is what we're talking about. If everyone apologised to everyone and, and they can... You know, deal with it that way. Hopefully, uh, they get some sort of resolution. But um, I am surprised. Uh, in fact, I might play John Olsen too about where the border crossed because all, particularly from Melbourne, the attacks on Mark Rusciuto. I'm saying Jared Waitley and Robbo are leading the charge uh, 360. Um, and I know you've got a strong opinion on this, but uh, Mark Rusciuto bled for the footy club and he still bleeds for it now. Puts mm. in so much time. He would be distraught if he thought people were hurt deliberately. But I'll just play John Olsen first, Blighty. Yeah, hi, David. First of all, hi. Yeah, I, yeah. because just li- I listen to John, but I'm going to tell you something about boards that most people don't know about. Okay. I've attempted to check all the minutes of the board meeting, and there is not an indication there that the board was across the detail of this camp. So should the board have known that, John, do you think? Uh, the board should be across those details, and the fact is the AFL now have a set of rules post this camp uh, which require the board... Yeah, there you go. And just one on... He was asked a question about Mark Rusciuto stepping down. Oh, hang on, Sam, we've got Mark Rusciuto. We'll just get this. Here's a grab from John Olsen. That's not on the agenda. My focus at this stage is certainly... Uh, looking after those that feel aggrieved from the camp. Rightio. We know what was morally wrong about it, right? Giving personal information. Right, so here's the Adelaide Football Club. This is a pricey of what seems to have been going on forever. And if anyone doesn't understand, and I would say there are so many uneducated people out there that don't know the way how a board operates. You mean Jared's been on a board? I don't know. I don't know. No. So at the end of the season, they get beaten in the grand final. They brainstorm improvement, right? If they'd asked me, I'd said, forget about it, move on. Everyone's going to lose. So they come up with other activities to try and get better. There's nothing wrong with that. So they come up with a camp. They get testaments from other organisations, from somebody inside the Adelaide Football Club. But because there are so many uneducated people out there in the way the boards operate, I'll repeat that, what actually happens is, the executive, that is the working people getting paid. The boards don't get paid, right? Boards don't get paid. The executive present a case for abnormal activities and or costings to the board. That's presented. Questions are asked by the board members and 
of the infinite details, they don't go down to the bottom cent. They don't ask who's going to say this, what's the agenda, how far are they going to run, where are they going to go up a tree, are they going to go down a tree, are they going to go over an obstacle course, are they going to play Richmond music? The board doesn't ask that question. That's got to be done at executive level, and not board level. So anybody out there, including Robbo, Jared Waitley and anybody else that says about Mark Rusciuto or those board members, it wouldn't have gone down that far. Of course it would. And do you reckon Mark Rusciuto would have known that the councillor was going to release information oh, where, that distressed a couple of people? Where's, where's it, where, where is this councillor? Yeah. Where is this councillor that divulged all this information? And who gave authority? Yeah, exactly. Who gave author- to all use of that. It? And just last one. And you know, I don't know, David. I read everything I can on sport. You know, I'm a bit of a sport nuffy and footy as well. I did not know that the AFL had changed rules that if you have a camp now, when did that go? Did that come out? Have you ever seen that in public? No. So now the AFL must have written this secret squirrel stuff and said, oh, if you get a third party involved, get. Why didn't they come out and say that whenever that was decided? Yeah. I find that strange too. I find the strange thing, and most of the players have left the club, but when, when so many people really enjoyed the camp, and the two leaders did, Sloan, let's go to the walk, and to, I think Richard Douglas another one. Uh, I've heard people that really got a lot out of it. You've got two guys at the moment who have been distressed by it, and yep. a few others that are probably unhappy. Like yep. Bri- we heard Bryce Gibbs. Bryce Gibbs is almost, I mean, he said they had nothing to throw at me, and it was, uh, I, don't, I don't think Bryce was really attacking it like the other two, but... Um, it's it's so diverse, Blighty, uh, and and the the origin of the camp was to make people better. They got it wrong. They stuffed up a yep, particularly that. that one piece of information of thrown back. We know that that's terrible. I mean, just, I've called it morally wrong, but the rest of it to actually put blame there. I mean, come on, it's yeah. it, boards don't operate that way, David. You play the executive. I tell you what, the executive run everything, and I'll eventually present. You coach Mark Rusciuto, bled for the Crows on the field. And I think he does off the – I actually saw him on the on um, Saturday night. He was doing the Port game. said, how are you going? He just, just smiled. I mean, he's been under siege. But there's also been a lot – But why? Bloody, a why, lot why, backing him. Why? Why? Well, I, I don't know. You yeah. tell me – he was there at the you, club. It, listen, <laughs> anyone out there, you talk – you give me the argument why Mark Rusciuto or those other board members shouldn't be there when they don't know every infinite detail. That's not their role. No, I agree. Hello, Craig. We'll go to Craig who wants to talk about the Crows camp. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, young Craig. Yeah. Uh, I would like to ask you a question about the people who ran the camp. Um, was there an Indigenous person um, with them um, on their board or on their group who actually ran the camp? I, uh, I've only read this. I mean, I didn't know half the stuff that went on. It's only come out with Eddie's book. Uh, I, I think there was an elder, an, an, an Indigenous elder. Yeah. And there was something about the welcome to country and, and, and walking a uh, talking stick, I, which I know a little bit about, but I'd have to, you'd have to talk to somebody in that role. But there was apparently an ind- Indigenous person on the camp. That's all I can tell you. What he did or what he said, or even it was a lady, I'm not sure. Any more, Craig, or is that it? Uh, Have a good night, aren't we? Okay, we've uh, thirty-one. I don't have enough ears. Oh, well, go, let's go to let's get a line two. Let's get to Malcolm. Hi, Malcolm. Hello. Hello, Hello boys. Yeah. Hello. How are you, guys? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah, 
I, I think a lot of the controversy, and Blighty, you've, you've explained it there. There are so many people here where it's almost like I think the first controversy involved in a sporting club, and they don't know how boards and executive decisions and what who actually is involved in things and who's not. And, yeah, I just think, Blighty, you absolutely nailed it then. And those of us who have actually been around the traps aren't anywhere near as surprised and... Um, etc. Yes, of course there's been some horrendous mistakes from this camp and, and that but there's you'd also also some of it you'd act, you'd think people have been murdered. I just think there's a bit of a lack of context and lack of uh, realisation. I think Adelaide Footy Club stuffed up in not coming out far earlier and stronger with their mistakes. Yep. But I think I think Blighty you nailed it then in terms of who should have known what. Yeah, I, I think, and I think there should be more pressure being put on the camp mob uh, at the moment than what there is. Yeah, well, thanks, Malcolm. Yeah, well done. Let's go to John. Hi, John. Yeah, good day, boys. Hey, just a couple of things. I am a board director, so um, my perception's a little bit different. And Malcolm's 100% right. Those guys wouldn't have known anything about that. It's not their responsibility to to know that. The challenge seems to me that Stephen Rowe said last week without his book was that he had been blatantly lied to by the powers to be at the Adelaide Crows. So for four years after the camp, it wasn't that they should have known the details of the camp and you know, all those things that happened, but after with all of the publicity that happened from The Age and Caroline Wilson and the article the guy won the award for, if you're on a board, you need to dig in and go, what the hell happened here? And it appears, it appears that they found out and then covered it up. That's the problem. Yeah, I, And look, that's where the boards are culpable and accountable. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But if you're getting your captain and your vice captain or your next captain saying it was great, and that's been... It's different versions. versions and that's yeah. the push. Which side defence do you sit on, John? You sit on the side where 14 people are now allegedly lining up with Greg Griffin oh, to take yeah. legal action on their private confidential information being told to a counsellor and then spread out across the whole playing group in different individual group one, group two, whatever group. That is completely unacceptable and a complete breach of counselling um, protocols and procedures. You can't do that, Blighty, and it's wrong. Yeah, can I just uh, – yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Can I just ask you, though – why? Where is the counsellor? Did, did these 14 or did every player talk to this one counsellor, two counsellors? Who is it? What is it? What were their qualifications? Do we know any of that? 100% agree. Those people need to be drawn in and, and found out exactly their side of the story. And, you know, I mean, there, there was a legal case that was lost. But if you listen to what Caroline Wilson said, it wasn't lost because what she wrote wasn't true. It was lost because the people that gave her that information wouldn't front up at court and verify what they said. So now it looks like they're all coming out to verify. I wouldn't be surprised if that case is reopened. Yeah, Well, I hope a case is not reopened. And I I don't think if it goes to court, there's going to be – I know Greg Griffin's got, you know, he's got a couple of distressed players and a few that weren't happy. But I'd be surprised if it goes that far. And – because they were cleared. You've got to remember, these groups have all been cleared by three different groups. Whether 
whether you agree with that or not, mm. I don't think they've got a case to answer. That's only a personal opinion. Hello, Andrew. G'day, boys. How are you? Good, Andrew. Well, well I, tell you, I, I tell you what, if they weren't me- mentally fragile in that club, they sure as hell are now. <laughs> Shouldn't laugh, Shouldn't <laughs> well, laugh at you. You're probably look, right. The, the thing, the thing, the thing. Like we're, I, I run a business and I have a, I have lads, and we do. Obviously, I've not done anything like like that collective minds camp. But sometimes when you do stuff together, someone's not going to like it. Mm. And you, and what whatever happened to majority rules here? Like you got the you had captain and. Uh, uh, a couple, of, couple of others of them. I'm, I'm not across. That. That, yeah. That, that, well, that, this, this is not a bad team. So, I don't know. I'm really bemused by the whole thing. I, th- I think it's gone too far, Bloody, You're right. The, the board's not going to be across every aspect of... of, of uh, yeah. My, my, my new details like that. I, personally, I don't think it was anything... Really, kind of untoward. I think everyone's been a little bit, a little bit very soft in my, in my opinion. Thanks, Andrew. Fair enough. I think intentions were always good, but of course. it lost its way in a few things. Well, it did. And one of the things we had a caller last week and just said the the bottom line is it wasn't a successful operation. No, no. and that's that's the bottom line. And the fallout from that is well, will people get some money or some? Common sense. I, I got no. I hope idea. it doesn't go there, bloody. Yeah. Really. Well, I, I think it sounds like it might be. Oh, we've got Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Good evening. Yeah. G'day, guys. I think um, what you keep hearing uh, on the radio is uh, people keep saying, "Oh, that's through Eddie's eyes." Well, I don't really agree with that because there would have been other people there that seen and heard what happened to Eddie, as in uh, somebody was on his back and then yelling down his ear that he won't be a good. Uh, a good father. That, that's now a person that suffers with low, maybe low self-esteem, and many footballers have. That would be very, very hurtful. And then to also end up and say you'd be no good because you end up and come from a single parent's fam, uh, family. That would be pretty hurtful too. So I can understand that because I've gone through stuff like that, and it does affect you through your life skills. You know, because words do hurt. They do cut. Um, I don't think root is. Um, uh, to blame. Uh, who's actually to blame is the person that let it out. And they're the ones that should be paying for this, you know? Yeah, Jeff, I, yeah, you're quite right. I mean, that, I mean, that's it's just rubbish stuff. And I just, the only thing I can keep saying, it's morally wrong, right? How that got into the hands of this unnamed counsellor, and I, it might be a good qualified man or woman, and, and, and to, to, to put it out, can, can I tell you something? I would have told him to go and get stuff, and I'll say this publicly. Anyone takes on my personal life, mate, it is trouble, David. You're the same. Yeah. I mean, how can you put up with that? I couldn't have put up with that. I would have, I, seriously, I, you know, I, I've never said this. I probably got ended up being the last playing coach of the competition, this competition that we're all talking about now, probably because I stood up for the principles of what I believe yeah. that should happen. Ironic thing is Sloan and Walker were in the group that uh, Eddie was in, so yeah. when asking if yeah. they've... Um, for Lumo SA, Aussie owned with the residential electricity plants for South Australia, let's hear um, John Olsen about if confidentiality info was used. If confidential information was used during the course of the camp, that was inappropriate, totally inappropriate. And if it's caught, it caused harm to individuals, then that needs to be addressed, and that's exactly what we're attempting to do. 
Sports Day. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, apologies to the uh, people that are trying to get through. We can't take any more calls. Scotty Burns not far away now. Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand, thanking Australia for making Polaris that. They've been that 21 years in a row. Great company, uh, Polaris. And we've got our budget car and truck rental prize as we welcome Sam Fantasia. have been going for the last few weeks. Absolutely. Well, more than the last few weeks, pretty much since the start of the year. And the winner of today, everyone's gone in the draw who's won, and they've gone in the draw to win a four MTX club tickets at the Adelaide Oval. Which I holding a, up a hat. He's holding up a hat with, with all the names in it. Oh, there's hundreds um, of names in here. And you win well, the, the four MTX club tickets so you can Lots. bring some mates and a $200 voucher so you can get some drinks and some bevies. And Malcolm, we've got a drum roll? <laughs> it's my drum. Here you go, Sam. You take, you take the number. I'm holding up this red. Where'd you get a red hat from? Oh, uh, thanks to the Toro Motors Club. Oh, okay. Uh, and the winner is Steve Walker. So, Steve? Steve Walker. Steve Walker. Congratulations, Steve. Our prizing department will be in touch with the details of the... MTX club tickets with a two hundred dollar voucher for you, and um, yeah, congratulations! So all these other names in here, they don't get anything. Well, they won the Hungry Jacks voucher. Oh, they won yes, the of course. Affordable oh, they won all charger. the portable charges. Come on, they won Malcolm. the tickets to the movies. You, you, better than you, that. you can add the red hat back. Oh, thanks, Malcolm. Expert car service book online at repcoservice.com and Australia's most wanted the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage cars of the year. It's still um. A topic that people want to talk about. So many diverse opinions, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, another fifteen subjects here to talk about tonight. Including... Well, you got a, you got a minute to talk about. No, 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 no. I, just, like. I was going to mention Nick Kyrgios. You know, we're talking about some. You know how silly he can be, but he won in Washington early in the week, his seventh win. And if you know, if they put in the Wimbledon stats where he was runner up, he would be fifteenth in the world. But they didn't because of the Ukraine thing or the oh, Russian yeah, thing. Second, and he yeah. won the doubles as well. The first one ever in 53 years. So he won singles and doubles. Another big news uh, was that Cameron Percy saying Cam oh, Smith yes, will go. That, yeah. And who was the other one? Mark Leishman. Mark Leishman too. That so was... the Live Tour, which which probably means they uh, won't be on the PGA no. Tour. This is going to come to a head. Yep. We are going to take a break on the other side. Gee, the Crows are firing up. And it's nice to speak to an assistant after a couple of wins. On the other side... We'll talk to Adelaide assistant coach, Scotty Burns. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Malcolm Light and David Wildey, Sports Day SA for weeks. Discover different, discover exceptional customer service. And Tire Power, think safety this August. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Well, Bloody the Crows have been really good, really consistent the last three weeks. Uh, they had the bad Hawthorne game, but the rest has been pretty good. And you love what you saw against Carlton. You were yeah. there live. Yeah. And I think to go over to the West Coast and, and beat them there any time, uh, considering it was Josh Kennedy's last game, he kicks eight goals and they still lose, would be a, a feather in the Adelaide Crows um, cap. They certainly look settled, more settled. Yes, I do. Let's welcome their assistant coach, Scotty Burns. Scott, thanks for your time. And, um, yeah, last two or three weeks, very good. I know you've been saying all year you're on the right track, but... We're certainly seeing some good signs. It's pleasing because even though you, you believe and you think we're on the right track, it's, it's nice to get some results sometimes to give the boys a little bit of confidence and um, put a smile on their face. But no doubt the, the members and supporters as well, they've been, they've been sticking fat and it's just pleasing for them to, to see the work um, accumulate to those few wins over the last couple of weeks. And you look like you are settled. Uh, not a lot of changes. I know you've got a couple that could perhaps come in. Phil Thorpe, uh, Rochelle's been hurt, but... Uh, all in all, you've been able to settle the, the back line. The forward line looks quite settled, so all well and good. Yeah, yeah, it's pleasing to get a bit of um, chemistry and a bit of synergy between not only in your line, but between the 18 that are out there uh, at any given time. And 
Um, there was probably a period there through the middle of the year there was there was three to four changes most weeks, whether it was an eagle or, or a bit of form, um, not quite being up to scratch. So, yeah, it's, it's been really pleasing. And it's the other thing that's been... Um, that everyone's been quite happy about too is, is some of the, those younger players just showing signs from week to week and being up, being able to stand up in those bigger pressure games, which we've definitely had over the last couple of weeks. There's no doubt about that, Scotty. I just, uh, I, I mean, McAdam, I thought played his best game for the club last week. I thought he was fantastic. Now Murphy, we know, been around. Fogarty's really grown this season. Barry Hinge, Shaligo, and Worrell. I mean, they're all starting to contribute much more than four out of ten. It's like five, six out of ten. Yeah, we know, Bloody, there's a, there's a period, and David, too, there's a period in your career where you um, you play those early games and you're feeling, geez, I'm, I feel like a little bit of duck out of water. These mm-hmm. blokes are a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger. Then all of a sudden, the penny can drop for you. Um, and sometimes that's, look, it might only be two or three games for a Sam Walsh or Chris Judd and uh, for a few other players, for the normal players that, that slowly build into an AFL career. It can be two to three seasons. So it's been really pleased. And the other thing we, we have to remember with, with some of these younger players, especially the Victorians like Barry and Saligo, they, they missed a whole year of footy there um, two years ago because of, um, yeah. because of COVID. So they're, they're still um, developing in, in so many areas, but it's been really pleasing to see their, their acceleration um, over the last six months. And you, you mentioned Hingey. Hingey's been... I know Brisbane were reluctant. They, they would have liked Hingey to stay up there, but, um, you know, he was emergency there for quite a fair bit the last year he was there and he's a little bit older than the other boys but um, he's certainly had a bit of speed and certainly aggression. He's, he's been terrific in some aerial and ground ball contests um, that we've been really pleased with and he, he can go back as well so he's got a few strings to his mm. bow. Tell us about Josh Worrell. He looks ready-made. He's a beautiful size, a lovely kick, left footer helps as well. Um, he, he looks like he's, he just belongs, Scott, and um, we bloody know we're saying if, if he can hold down that spot, you've got uh, Tommy Duday that can perhaps even go further up the ground, whether it be in the forward line, midfield, anywhere. So it gives you options. Yeah, well, well Joshy was um, he was definitely one. He, he played last year and he probably wasn't quite ready to play AFL football. We gave him the taste and, the, look, it wasn't a fantastic game. It was that wet, slippery game at, mm. uh, in Cairns against St Kilda. And he came away from that going, yeah, geez, I didn't realise how bigger and fitter that the boys are at this next level. So he had to go away and work on a few things. His, <clears throat> his improvement really started from the end of the season last year when... His professionalism probably went up to another level in terms of his fitness, his diet, all those little things that you need to to make sure you you dot the I's and crossing the T's to play consistent football at this level. So that's where it started. Um, it was hard for him because he was playing some terrific football, but didn't quite get the opportunity in the first half of the season. But what it did allow was for him to really start um, owning games or dominating games underneath at SNFL level, and not just one week and then being a little bit inconsistent for the next week or two. He was putting it together for uh, four to five weeks in a row and. Um, so that, that development and his ability to stick to his task has been fantastic for him. And so it's, it's no surprise that when he has come in, he's, he's played some, some pretty solid football for us. Yeah, I'll say. I, I'm going to get on a little hobby horse I've got here, mate. Um, I know you've got some defenders, but Elliot Himmelberg's 200 centimetres. Just every now and again, you look to me, you need a bigger one at the back. I mean, Butts and Murray have done a really good job for, for this latter part of the year. But... Any thought of ever putting him behind the ball? I mean, your role—you could actually nominate that to, to Nixie, couldn't you? No, we have we have thought about it. we have discussed things at certain times, but uh, we've probably done that um, bloody with Billy um, Frampton. 
in terms of the one to come back. And he's like Billy. We talk about um, Worrell underneath, but Billy Frampton and Benny Davis have absolutely dominated SNFL football this year um, behind the ball. But it has been brought up. But um, what we believe Easy um, is very good at as well. He's been a second ruck. So yeah. when Riley's not there as he has been, he's been injured. He, he certainly helps and supports us in that area. Walker and Smith two weeks ago were two of your better players. They probably had their quietest game for the year last week, and yet you still won. What pleased you most about the last couple of wins? Different type, but um, what have you seen the last fortnight, Scotty? Well, the pleasing thing for us against Carlton the week before was putting the four quarters together. Um, you know, we, we played Sydney the week before that and obviously had a poor start, but the last three quarters were very solid, and yep. it was pleasing to take that into the game for four quarters. Um, you know, Carlton had a lot to play for. They were coming pretty aggressively, pretty hard. Um, we changed a couple of things around with Keezy with that role Sard and we had our young fellas on ball and um, yeah, it was pleased that Smithy was the one who, who really controlled the game behind the ball on that particular occasion. What pleased me this week, though, was I think you briefly um, touched on it. There's a sense that this was Kennedy's last game, 50,000 crowd there, haven't had a great year, and they came to play. like That, that noise um, that was being generated at that stadium was just bouncing off the roof and back down at the players. And when you're talking about your senior players, a couple of senior players having a bit quieter games, for our younger fellas to stand up, especially when they kicked the first two goals within a minute of the last quarter to get within six points of us was um, a terrific effort um, to have that composure. And it's it's probably a, a win that is probably being dismissed a little bit, um, I think, anyway, in, in the football world because, it, and as it should be, it should be on Kennedy with his eight mm. goals. But the actual win from that group was, I think that's nearly the best win we've had to be able to do that in the States um, with them coming as hard um, as they were against us. And... It's not the West Coast team that was playing round five and six. The West Coast team, if you look at that midfield and that forward line, there's a lot of um, A-grade players in that yeah. team. When you look at the forward line, I, I love the mix there, Scott. You've got Fogarty, you know, you've, you've persevered with him and he's certainly paying that back in spades. You've got the X-factors in Walker and McAdam and then you've got the pressure of Murphy McHenry and it uh, just seems to be gelling at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's they're, they're going really well. We've we've probably um, simplified a few things for everyone, which has, has made it a little bit easier. Um, look, it was really pleasing that little Nettie finished his goals. You know, he got those on the weekend. His his two two goals, and I thought um, Murphy's kicking on the weekend was fantastic. Yep. He certainly um, set some players up, which was really important for us. And um, even his first game back, I think he he kicked three goals, Murph, a, a month or so ago. So he's. He's really playing a role that's important, um, and it is. It's, it's quite exciting to the point now where um, if we get any flow on the ball or any ball hits the deck 60 metres out from goal, then you, you think that something's got to happen. And, um, you know, I talked about the wind maybe being a little bit underrated, but for me, we, we talk about Tex and Fogg a bit. Shane McAdam is just an absolute star when he's up and going, and he is an excitement machine. Yeah, I gave him a vote, actually. I thought, I thought he was terrific. I thought he was the best game he played for the club. Hey, Saligo, uh, uh, it had 14 touches. Some of his kicking around the corner to a teammate under pressure, I thought was sensational. Three or four times he just gave the team the balance you needed just to bite some time for somebody. Yeah. You know, Bobby, when we sit as coaches and you're sitting in the stand you're, or you're sitting at home, you just, or you, or you commentate when you're watching a player like that is he just gets it, doesn't he? He just yeah. sees it. So that's a, that's a hard thing to coach. Our recruiters, they're all over him. Um, they were sending some vision over to the coaches last year and, and being a little bit sly about it and just asking an opinion and they, they loved him so it, it's it's a fantastic pick up they're absolutely wrapped he was still there at that point in time um, and he's just 
there's not much of him yet. He certainly will fill out. But, geez, he's a competitor as well. There was a terrific 1v1 um, on the weekend. I think it was against Liam Duggan. And he came in hard and low and hit him and, and gave a great uh, handball receive to one of our players for us to get out of that area. And, um, yeah, he, he's really... It's really something we probably needed. We were spoken about earlier in the year in terms of our connection and our and our kicking, just to get the ball in our hands and find that mark. And mm. the other little fella up the other end, in Paddy Parnell, he's he's offering that as well. Whether it's left foot or right foot, he can twist and turn and just set his um, teammates up um, to make sure that we we get those uncontested marks and then we can um, set the ground up how we want it. Yeah, I think Saligo looks a future star. Chase Jones is playing more consistently. You touched on McHenry before. Uh, he's kamikaze. I mean, sometimes. Uh, He's just going to knock himself out. He may. Does he need to be a bit more aware at times, Scott? I know he causes chaos, and that's. Uh, and he did kick a couple of goals, but the amount of times he goes in head first and gets smashed every game. I mean, I, as I said to Blighty, if he was six foot four, he'd kill someone. Yeah, the thing is, Nettie though, he just keeps getting up, doesn't he? <laughs> he just keeps bouncing up at this stage. So yeah, it's. Um, it's something there's no doubt we look at and we work with them all the time, the boys, just how to protect themselves and, and to be smart. But I think with Nettie's played 50-odd games, we'd, we'd be hoping that um, when you start getting to that 80 to 120, especially in that bracket of games played, then you're, you're really assessing when you need to go absolutely flat out and when you need to just maybe sit back and, and uh, make sure your, your teammate's um, doing the job that's required of him. So, yeah, he's... But we love that about him too. Um, he, you know, there's, once I said, there's, we obviously know he's, he's not... Uh, a huge man, Nettie, but he will fly in the air too to spoil or bring the ball to ground, um, even if it is against an opposition ruckman or opposition key defender. So he does a lot of things that are pretty important for us, um, holding the ball in our forward 50 or, yep. or giving opportunities to other boys at ground level. Scotty, I've got to ask you the question. I mean, I mean the camp and all that. I mean, we've just heard uh, John Olsen talk uh, early in the day and I, d- I thought Matthew Nix handled it really well after the game when he just said, well, look, yes... We've taken notice of it. That was then. This is now. This is a whole different group. And, and we haven't really talked about it because it's not the issue with this group going around now. No, no. I mean, we still have to address it to a point and, and understand it. Um, absolutely. But, yeah, Nick, Nick's he, yeah, he did. He, he speaks very well um, on a range of topics when, when he's um, questioned with certain things. And I, uh, it's hard to, to comment on it, body because none of the assistant coaches were here, or yes. senior coaches, or development yes. coaches, and we've been through it all, you know, CEO, um, footy manager, high performance, strength and conditioning, welfare, HR, like there's been a massive change of of, uh, of people, so to us it's all, we've got no idea, we first heard it at probably other clubs or in, in, other, different, um, in other different jobs, but we can only comment on what's happening now in a sense of, to the LA people, is that you know, I've been involved in a few clubs, obviously, as player and coach, and there is a terrific environment at this place. And um, we, we do, like Nixie says, we will prioritise people. So players, staff, coaches, we've got terrific relationships with one another and we want to be in each other's company. And, and I hope that what you've seen over the last um, month or so, especially the last two weeks, that, that people are starting to, to, to see that. Um, once again, we don't want to ignore what did happen because mm. it did, but um, it's just really pleasing that with everything that, that happened over the last week or so, you can see um, from the current playing group and coaches that we can put out a performance like we did at SANFL level, where we won by 40-odd points, and, and to go to Perth and knock off the Eagles with um, JK playing his last game, was it just says how tight and how connected we are. I find it a tough one, Scott, when you get two of your leaders, Walker and Sloan, saying they took so much out of a camp. You can't please everyone at the camp. You've probably been on some 
yourself where you either like certain things or not. This is where it makes it so difficult and it's also hard to apologise for something that happened four years ago. You can come out and apologise, but that's really not, the, like you say, the people weren't there at the time. So it really is a tough one. Hopefully, uh, all the apologies can get out of the way and everyone can move on. Yeah, yeah, but we just sort of make sure that um, we're doing it the right way as well, that's all. So, yeah, it's, it is a really difficult one. Um, I don't know too much about it other, other than what I've read and heard as well. So I, I'm a little bit careful whether to explore it too much with the people that were here. Um, but, yeah, there's obviously some people that um, it certainly affected them. Now, on a positive note, North Melbourne and the Crows to end the year. I mean, it'd be great if you win your last four and you've got every chance. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got a six-day turnaround from, from Perth, so this is just uh, this week we've got to make sure we freshen the boys up and um, keep them hungry because you can see that contest. And I think, Body, you did mention it, even going back to the Collingwood, the Melbourne games, we've been up for quite a while. We're, mm. We were down against Hawthorne, but it's they've been up and played a pretty consistent, hard brand of football, contested brand of football um, for quite a while. So this is up to us as, as coaches and fitness staff now to make sure we... We keep them fresh and, and we, we keep it pretty simple this week so they're ready to perform on Saturday. So that's the first one. Um, we'll also don't get, um, I don't think we're in a position as a, as a club or a team right now to think too far ahead. So it's just a matter of, um, you know, we've been really pleased. We've been really pleased with the last 11 quarters of footy. Let's let's make that 15. Great stuff. Thanks for your time, Scott. No worries. Thanks, lads. Scotty Burns there, Adelaide Crows assistant. Uh, they won their last two and, and really... Uh, They'll be odds on favour to beat North Melbourne in the last one be showdown. Yeah, showdown Saturday. 52. Yeah, and Port are one ahead, aren't they? Yes, one that's right. The moment. Early in. Oh, was it the other way around? Uh, I thought Port, who won the last one? No, Crows, Crows did. did. I think Crows went one mm, in front. Let's have a look at that. Yeah. Now, for your chance to win a corporate box experience for you and a mate at the Adelaide Oval, enter at iCanWin.com.au. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Malcolm Blight and David Woody for weeks home. Let's discover different. The time now for true or false. I like this part. Adelaide Auto 4x4, 15% off the first purchase. How's that? Very, very nice indeed. Shall I? I'm going to start tonight. Yeah, yeah, open the batting. I'll open the batting tonight. Well, this is pretty simple, my first one, true or false tonight, mate. Geelong will win the flag. No, I'm going to go false. Oh, okay. I'm going to write this. You know, I write. Only because I've got seven other clubs <laughs> on my side. Uh, I heard Ken Hinckley say they're the best side they've uh, played this year. Yeah. They are a very good side. They beat Port twice. They won 11 on the trot. They got players to come back in. Hard to say, but I just got a feeling Melbourne, if they can get it right, yeah. is still the team Probably to beat. Right. Uh, true or false? Adelaide at the end of the year will finish above Port oh, Adelaide. Yeah. Now the one win behind as we yeah, speak. Yeah, they'll win on the weekend. So the, Port Adelaide Will they beat Essendon? Yeah, probably harder in... in oh, gee. I, I'm going to say... Tie. Yeah, but there's going to be percentage in it. So I'm going to go to my chart. As you know, I've got the total chart. Adelaide's percentage is 86.8 and Port Adelaide's is 101. No, I'll no. say Port Adelaide will finish. So false. Well said. Ken Hinckley will coach Port Adelaide in 2023, David Wildey. Oh, how hard is that one? <laughs> and I have that here too. Oh, you can't. Um, i got a feeling he, he may not. Ooh. I don't know. And I hope, look, he's got a contract, as I said, and he's every, every right to go on. But my point is, you're there for 10 years, and I don't think Port will be a premiership threat next year. No, not I don't to think, jump no, from no, I, I, so, I don't. So do you get a new voice in? 
Yeah. And there's nothing against Ken Hinckley. No, nothing at all. But 10 years, you give him 11 and 12 years. You know what we're going to do next year, David? I know we're closing in on this. We're going to have a segment called May or May Not. <laughs> or Truish. Well, you no, used to do that. that. I used to do it, so I don't do it anymore. I think, yeah. Sam, are you ready for this? May or May Not. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay. Um, you've given me that one. Um, here's one for you. Or was that my last one? There'll be a three-way tie... For the Brownlow, because I saw the fan in Bredicton. They've yeah. got about four players all within two points, and the leader is Andrew Brayshaw. Yeah. Can I tell you something? I said something a bit silly at a function I did, a charity function. Silly-ish? Yeah, for, for silly-ish, for Prince Alfred and St. Peter's. That, that, you know, they're, they're raising money for men's uh, mental health, and I, I spoke at it, and uh, I said, I, I don't know why I said it, say? but I said there'll be a six-way tie in the brown line. That's how tight. Now, I've, if I, I halved it and said three. It'd be a million probably, to one. Yeah, well. Six-way. Yeah, yeah six-way's stretching at a fraction. So for anyone that was at that <laughs> luncheon, can and I just. you had a couple of reds or you? No, 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 no. I had a couple after. It finished, wow. But, yeah, but I, it was a silly thing to say. But when you thought about it, there were so many blokes bunched together in all the all the awards. If I said three... Three I, would have been... Yeah. yeah. I can, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's uh, a, it's, I'm only... Look, it's only double out. Six? Yeah, it's only 100%. That, yeah, yeah, you know, no, I wasn't, no, it was a bit silly. Now, my true or false, there will be no more sack coaches this year, David. No more sacked coaches this year. Who are we looking at? Uh, can you give me a couple that may? Um, I don't think Ken... I think... I don't know if Ken will be sacked. They'd go on... It'd have to be... Yeah. Mutually agreed to. Uh, I've been sadly Ben Rutten's been talked about. No, uh, I reckon Adam, Adam Simpson. No, I think there won't be any more. You don't think so? And final one for you: the AFL should ditch the pre-finals buy. Oh, please, 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 please! I know it helps the teams probably just looking at a few injuries in those extra week, but I think the advantage of finishing top has been slightly diluted because of that. Okay, fair enough. Have you done three? Yeah, I've done my three. All right. I, just, I, I thought mine were very good tonight, you said. Sam was saying to me, if you can't make the grand final this year, um, could we have a, one each of your tickets? <laughs> <laughs> well, go, Sam. Yeah, I mean, nah, thumbs up. I know you're that sort of bloke. Yeah. yeah. When you can't do things yourself. Yeah. You've, you're the benefactor. Yes, I, I try and try uh, be like Now, uh, before we go, uh, Josh Kennedy, Sydney, two JKs. Oh, what about that? What odds are that, though? You talk about your six-way Brownlow. Two Josh Kenleys. They've played about 600 games between them. No, 290 uh, Josh is going to play on the weekend. And yeah. and other Josh played 293. Oh, well, 580, close yeah. enough to 600. Yeah, come now, on. a lot of goals. Oh. They both retire in the one, same weekend. Amazing. And his hamstrings, just, he's just had... What a warrior he's been. Let's hear from Josh Kennedy. Yeah, I, I can't... I can't... Uh, I don't think do it justice um, with words in terms of how much it means to me. Um this footy club, the people, really, is what makes it uh, over the time. And now and, and, and in previous years, uh, as I said, it's I'm just so fortunate um, and grateful. Uh, it's, it's such a great club and I'm, I'm just so lucky to have, have been a part of it and been able to share that journey with so many great people. Wonderful player, went from oh, Hawthorne. What a contribution he's made to the football. The Kennedy family, unbelievable contribution to our game. Smooth mover, one of the big body yeah. midfielder just could, you know. Yeah, just, yeah, just oh, a good player. I he? loved him. Yeah. Adelaide Auto, 4x4, four four, get the 15% off your first purchase until September 30. And if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or a tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you can win a $25,000 advertising package
to promote and grow your business. I'm, I might have told you this story about three years ago, but you might remember a uh, nephew of mine, Sam Fairbrother, was playing in the same side as Josh Kennedy, who's just retired. He's 34 now, so Patsy's sister's yes, yes. son. They were playing in a game in Melbourne, and I went to watch Sam, his name was, uh, play, and in that game was John Jr. Uh, sorry, John Josh, Senior. Yeah. The grandfather was there, John Jr., who played at Hawthorne, yes. great player, premiership player. And, of course, Josh was in that team at an under-16, under-15 level. So the three Kennedy families were watching wow. at the same day and said hello to them. It was a great, one of my great moments, actually. You know, when you just – it always comes back to me, the great Kennedy family. Yeah, interesting show tonight. And uh, once again, hopefully the uh, the camp – I know we spoke about boards and Mark Rusciuto yeah, at the yeah. top of the show. Uh, you, had, you were fairly strong on that. Oh, yeah. I, don't blame Mark Rusciuto. Nah. And I made a – wasn't a flippant comment, but last week I said everyone should apologise to everyone. It's gone round in circles and everyone is apologising to everyone. So, Johnny Blake, it wasn't that uh, silly after all. Yeah, but apparently it's been done two and three times now. Everyone's apologising, as you say. As they go around That's in circles, too many. So, yeah, there's That's probably too, too many. See you, see you tomorrow night, Malcolm. <laughs> Bye, David. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.